thank them. Come in and let me introduce some new guests. Now, first, here's Merwin, the mathematical murderer. Merwin says that the shortest distance between two ears is a straight cut across the throat. <laughs> this geometric goon divided three victims with his knife, but to me, it just doesn't add up. <laughs> Kramer. Claire Kramer. 
And excuse me, I've got to find my husband. He isn't on this boat. He is. Mrs. Jensen, look at the dress you're wearing. This isn't my dress. It's black. I never wear black. Don't you remember telling me that your husband is dead? My head started to spin. And then I felt a sharp pain as I tumbled into a bottomless pit. When I came to, I was lying in a bed in a room that was all white. And next to the bed, there was a table with surgical instruments on it. All right, here, drink this. Who are you? I'm the ship's physician, Dr. Ferris. Ferris? Her name was Ferris. My wife, she brought you here. You had an accident. An accident? Yes, you fainted up on deck. You're in it too, you and your wife. Let me out of here. Well, first you must rest. No, let me out of here. I've got to find my husband, Ralph. Your husband is dead. You told my wife he died six months ago. No, I didn't. This is a trick. No, You're trying to... Denson. My name isn't Denson. It's Kramer. What are you two trying to do to me? Why don't you let me find my husband? Please take this medicine. It will... Oh, no. Oh, no, I am not going to take it. I'm not. Now, try to understand, Mrs. Denson. I only want to oh, help. No, you don't. You're lying just like your wife did. You're trying to keep me away from Ralph, but he's on the ship someplace. I can prove it. He was with me when we came aboard in New York. It's just your nerves, Mrs. Denson. This boat didn't sail from New York. It left Liverpool five days ago. Liverpool? Five days ago? Oh, no, that isn't true. We dock in New York tomorrow. Here. Here's your passport book. Look at it. Your passport with your name. Well, there. There, that proves it. That picture, that's not me. That's another woman. Here. Look in this mirror. You see? My face. What have you done to me? What happened to my face? Why, nothing. When you fainted up on deck, you fell and cut your chin. I had to put in a few stitches. Oh, no, no, it's my whole face. It's different. You've changed it. You've changed my whole face. I was lost. A woman with a different face. Lost in time and identity. I found out that the ship was to arrive in New York. But then where had I been? What had happened to me and where was my husband Ralph? The questions hammered against my brain until it ached. The next day, the ship docked in New York. I went straight to my house. I had no key, so I rang the bell and waited. The door was opened by a large, red-faced woman, a woman I had never seen before. Yes? Who are you? What is it your business? Answer me. Tell me who you are. Wait. Why, I'm the housekeeper. Don't lie to me. We never had a housekeeper. Now, look. What are you doing here? Who hired you? Oh, just a moment. It was Dr. Ferris and his wife. They had you come here, didn't they? I don't see why I should answer your questions. Well, you'd better answer them. If you don't, I'll call the police. The police? Huh? That's a good idea. Why don't you call them? I will. But first, you're going to tell me where my husband is. Your husband? You must have the wrong address. Well, this is 29 Pine Street, isn't it? That's right. And Mr. Ralph Kramer lives here. Yes, Mr. Kramer lives here. Oh, no, happy to leave me. Now they'll see that he isn't dead. You're talking about Now I can prove it was all a trick to keep me away from it. Look, I don't know who you are. Well, I'll tell you who I am. I'm Mrs. Ralph Kramer. What? That's right, Mrs. Kramer. There's my husband. 
Maybe you'd better call the police after all. Hmm? The police can settle a thing like this. Settle? What are you trying to say? Just this. Mr. Kramer is being married Tuesday. What? He's being married Tuesday. Mr. Kramer doesn't have a wife yet. I left the house and walked blindly down the street. She said that was being married Tuesday. She said he didn't have a wife. Well, if he didn't have a wife, then who was I? Who was this person who wore black? This person with a different face? This person was not a brain. When I came to the corner of the, the block, the car stopped. Hey, lady, you ought to look where you're going. Oh, uh, what? It's not the race that I would have hit. Hey, you all right? Yes, I'm all right. You look kind of funny like you were sick. I'm all right. Can I give you a lift? Well, uh, I'm going downtown, yes, to the Wentworth building. I hop in. I'm going right past you. Thank you. Wentworth building, huh? Yes, my husband's office is there. I see. What were you doing at 29 Pine Street? 29 Pine... How did you know I was there? I was watching you. What? Just keeping my eyes open. You were following me. You purposely tried to run me over. Oh, no. I just wanted to get you in the car. Go in with them, with Dr. Ferris and his wife. Dr. Ferris? Never heard of him. If you don't stop this car and let me out, I'll scream. Go ahead, scream your lungs out. There's a policeman down at the next corner. He'll hear me. You don't need the cop on the corner. You're talking to one right now. What? Plain clothes, homicide division. Keith is his name. Are you a policeman, really? Uh-huh, really. Well, well, then why were you following me? Following certain people's my business. Your face looks kind of familiar. Oh, then you know me. think I do. Oh, thank heaven you know who I am. Now I can prove that I live at 29 Pine Street. You live at 29 Pine? Who are you kidding? That's Ralph Kramer's place. Yes, and I'm Claire Kramer. How's that? I'm Ralph Kramer's wife. Try again, lady, and uh, this time no lie. This time I want to hear the truth. But I am telling the truth. Why don't you believe me? Why? Because I happen to know where Claire Kramer is right now. I'm Claire. I saw her grave just the other day. Her grave? Mm-hmm. She's in the same cemetery as my brother. Claire's been buried there for six years. This was too good. His remarks were too sure. As if he'd been hired to say them. They were all in it together trying to frighten me. Trying to keep me away from Ralph. I was almost sure Keith wasn't a detective, but I had to be positive. I had to catch him in a lie. By the time I got out to the cemetery, it was dark. I walked along the deserted path, flashing my light as I passed the gravestone. Hello? I've been waiting here for you. I turned my flashlight on his face. It was Keith. His lips were twisted in a sly smile. Is this what you were looking for? I sent the beam of light in the direction he pointed. The shock ripped through me like a knife of fire. What I saw wasn't believable. Well, there it is. You were satisfied now, lady? It was a tombstone. 
And the letters carved on it said, Claire Comer, died May 13th, 
I couldn't let him do it. He had his back to me. I lifted the paper weight from his desk. Just as I raised my hand, he turned. Let's go, let's go. He dropped to the floor and I bent over him. As I listened to his uneven breathing, a roaring thought drove through my mind. Kill him, that You are a murderer. Kill him, kill him. I brought the paper weight up, but I stuck it up. Now I really was what they made me. A murderer. I had to hide. I couldn't go to see my husband's wife until I was sure I'd be safe. I went to a town across the state line, and I hired a room in a cheap hotel. For three days, I only left the room to eat. It was on the fourth day that it happened. I had just come back from dinner and closed the door behind me. Hello? As he got up from the chair and came toward me, I reached for the gun in my purse. You all need that gun, Claire. There isn't a cop within a mile of this place. Who are you? Don't you remember little old Max? You know, Claire, I never thought I'd see you again. Now, when I read about it in the papers, I knew you'd come to this flea bag to hold up. Why did you do it? I couldn't help myself. He was going to turn me over to the police. Oh, you got me wrong. I'm not talking about the doctor. I mean Steve. Steve? Hey, what's the matter with you? You act like you're off your rocker. I don't blame you for knocking off Steve. That louse had it coming. Steve? Yeah, he had it coming to him good. He... Hey, what are you looking at me that way for? Honey, honey, just trying to think. Why, well, you should have done some thinking before you buried Steve's body where you did. They found it two days later. I've got to get out of here. Don't be a chump. You'll get mad. I've got to take that chance. Have you got a car? Yeah, sure I got a car, but you take advice from little if old... If you're man. my friend, really my friend, you'll help me. Well, I was always on your team, Claire. Name it. Where do you want to go? Back to Mason City. I've got to see my husband. We drove back across the state line to Mason City my house on Pine Street. Max waited in the car. The house was dark, except for a light in the study. I stood on the terrace outside the fence door, and Ralph was sitting in the room alone, reading a book. I opened the door quietly. I tried not to frighten him. Ralph! Ralph! Who's there? So dark here, I can't... It's clear. I've come back. Where? I've come back, Ralph. Who are you? What are you doing here? Oh, darling, darling, don't you recognize me? Get out of this house. Get out before I call you. Ralph, listen to me. I said get I've out. I've got to make you understand I'm your wife. My wife is dead. Now, either you get Ralph, out of... listen to me. You mustn't believe what they've been telling you. They wanted you to think that I was dead, but believe me, I am your wife. I'm Claire. Claire is dead. I've never seen you before, never in all my life. Claire Kramer died six years ago. Oh, and you're in on it, too. You're not in on it? What are you talking about? Tomorrow is Tuesday, isn't it? The housekeeper told me. That's the day you're being married. That's right. What about it? No, no, no. I understand. You never did love me. You never really. Now I know who's to blame for all those terrible things I've been through. No. Put that phone down. <laughs> I never argue with a lady. Especially when she has a gun in her hand. It's all so funny, isn't it? You had it all planned, didn't you? You wanted to marry someone else. You wanted me out of the way. But then why didn't you have them kill me? It would have been better for me 
To be dead and to be like this, it would have been wonderful to be really dead. I don't know what's in your mind. What's in my mind?
trail on those railroad ties. Dead in her tracks. <laughs> now, I should have a grave to control her own. You see what happens, though, when you get amnesia? You forget the people you leave around. Dead. Oh, by the way, for you forgetful wives, there's a moral to tonight's untidy tale. It's from the pen of that absent-minded philosopher, Scatterbed Ray. Always remember, the quickest way to a man's heart is through his chest. With a bullet. <laughs> Inner Sanctum was heard in the United States over CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System, and has been rebroadcast for servicemen and women overseas through the facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio Service, the voice of information and education. 